Welcome, everyone, to a brand new Ian Hates Conversations. I really love doing this show because on this episode, I have Nikki of Necrogoblicon joining me to talk Warp Tour, the new album, Welcome to Bonkers, of course, John Goblicon, and a lot more. I'm going to prepare you for this conversation with the track Dresses Goblins from Welcome to Bonkers. Get ready for some fun. Enjoy. Right, everyone, and we are back, and I am here with Nikki of Necrogoblicon. Nikki, how are you doing today? Hey, Ian. Uh, I'm doing pretty good. 
first off day from Warped, and um, we're just going to spend the night in our homes in L.A., so that's always good. Oh, very cool. Yeah, you guys are on the West Coast, and I knew you were from the area, so this actually works out pretty perfect for you. Yeah, it's nice. Very cool. It would have been would have been nice at the end also, but right. can't complain. <laughs> well, <laughs> let's start right there because I think this is pretty awesome in general. You haven't done Warp Tour before, right? Right. Right. So you're on the final Warp Tour, and I'm sure you've been asked this a million times. Pretty cliche. But you've been on there for how many dates now? Um, well, we kind of just started, what? I think I think it's, we've played four shows so far, and okay. we've been out for five days on the road. Right. So you're really just starting out. You're not exactly sure how everything's going to go, I'm sure. But right. what have you enjoyed? You know, what has been your favorite part so far? Um, well, it's really cool and different from other tours we've done in that it's just like, you know, sort of a huge summer camp mm-hmm. in the sense. It's just tons of bands in their buses and vans and bandwagons and whatever they're driving in. There's right all filling up this parking lot. So it's really just this huge fleet of people. That's a trip. Um, and then the food is all catering. Normally on tour, you know, we'll stop at a Walmart or fast food or just whatever we can. Sure. But this time it's like sweet food <laughs> whenever, you know, three yeah. times a day. So that's awesome. Very nice. So, you know, you mentioned all the bands that are there. Has there been anyone that you've kind of taken a liking to? Is there anyone that you've specifically gone out to make sure that you see their set? Um, I did go and make sure to catch Chelsea Grin, because um, the new singer for that band is actually the old singer for a, a band we just toured with called Lorna Shore right. in in March. And uh, yeah, he's a good dude. We didn't know he was going to be in the band or anything in Chelsea Grin back in March. So it's cool to see a familiar face right. and I had to go catch their set and they're pretty fucking heavy and all that. So that's cool. Now, have you seen Chelsea Grin before he joined the band? No, I had never seen them before. Oh, okay. No. All right. So you yeah. can't make a comparison, but you are saying though, that was a really good set. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Definitely. Oh, very Heavy cool. Death core vibes, you know? Yeah, exactly. No, it's they're one of the bands <laughs> that I am definitely looking forward to see, because I'll see you guys for the first time when you're here in Massachusetts. So I think that's July 27th. Sweet. Wow, yeah. So like an eternity. Yeah, I know. You have a whole (laughs) month plus until you get here. But then we'll be like halfway through. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Now, are you thinking by that time you'll be over this? I don't know. Um, It's a fair question. I mean, tour, you know, I assume we'll get over it and then get a second wind at some point and probably like maybe even that again a third time because it's so long. <laughs> um, I don't know. There's one stretch of like 18 days in a row with no off days. So if it's in that stretch, there might be an over it vibe. But, you know, we're going to try and stay stay happy and, and stoked. Like that's part of it, you know, yeah. we know what we're getting into. <laughs> Yo, no, exactly. Now, how have your sets gone? Have you been happy? Have you had to change anything from the style that you guys normally play um well the first one was a little hectic because we uh had some technical issues with our monitoring on stage and stuff and so the set got pushed back um but after that they've all been really sweet oh very nice okay (laughs) all right that is good to hear i mean i know you have to do a more restricted set right yeah i mean um we have 
30 minute set like every other band and so that's that's actually i'm i'm a fan of shorter sets personally okay um just because i mean it's the vocalist it gets really tacked and going for like an hour every night in that style and it becomes like almost impossible to like save your voice you know right yeah and you're doing so many different styles which we'll definitely get into a little bit later but now for you what have you done vocally to make sure that you're prepared because obviously playing outdoors doing so many sets every single day, traveling, all that kind of stuff. Is there anything you've had to do differently to make sure that your vocals are where they should be? Um, I actually just got my voice back. I, I lost it on tour in March. It's like some horrible bronchitis. Oh. And I had that for like two months. Wow. Yeah, blue. Um, the, the guy didn't give me antibiotics because he was like, no, you don't need them, but I did. Oh, um, okay. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, I was really worried because I couldn't sing in like any of the higher octaves. I was just doing everything in octave lower. Like this sucks, you know what I mean? But yeah, it, it happens. It might get to that point on this tour. I, I never beat myself up over it. Um, but there's definitely a lot of sleeping on tour. That's the main thing you can do to try and save your voice. It's just I try and sleep ten hours a day plus if I can. You know. Nice. Yeah, I mean. Do you do anything where you drink more water, you cut back on alcohol? Is there any change to your normal regimen? Yeah, I definitely I drink a lot of water, probably three liters a day or so. Damn. Okay. <clears throat> um, booze, you know, I cut back. I still drink a lot, but I'm <laughs> trying not to go too crazy when there's the possibility of a show at 11 a.m., you know. Right. Yeah, that's got to be a little bit. Now, I've heard from many Warped Tour bands that's probably one of the toughest parts of Warp Tour is not knowing when you're actually going on. How has that worked for you so far? Uh, it's been all right. Um, you know, sleeping in the tour bus and stuff, it's always kind of an on and off sort of sleep. So I'll wake up intermittently. So maybe I'll wake up at like 9 a.m. And by then our tour manager uh, sends us what our set time is going to be. And so far we... Ha- our earliest one was at two or something. So okay. and that was fine. I love daytime shows. You get it out of the way early and then you kick it, you know? So Yeah, that actually sounds really good. No, that's Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, that's what I'm actually hoping for for you guys when you're you know, when you get to mass, because I'm assuming, you know, things are gonna change throughout the entire tour. But seeing a right. band like you guys in the daytime, I think is something that not many people actually get to see. <laughs> true, true. <laughs> It's just the occasional festival, but now a whole summer's worth, so, yeah. Yeah, that's very cool. And so I, I got to ask right away, too. So I'm a huge fan of John. Is he on every single Warp Tour date this year? Oh, yeah, he sure is. Okay. What is his part to play? Is he just hyping everyone out? Sorry, is he just hyping everyone up the whole entire time the show's going on? Yeah, pretty much. He, he, he goes off stage a couple times, but for the most part, he's down there working the crowd or rocking out on stage and just being hype. Nice. So. Any chance he gets one of those inflatable like paddle boats and goes out into the audience? We definitely discussed it, and I, it's definitely not off the table. Like uh, That's a great idea, and I'll bring it back up because you reminded <laughs> me. <laughs> nice. Well, hey, we'll, I'm sure we'll hit Warp Tour a little bit more, but I just wanted to definitely congratulate you on Welcome to Bonkers. I fucking love that album. Oh man, thank you so much. Yeah, that's a, it's awesome. It was a, a labor, a labor project, you know. So <laughs> well, I know 
that, you know, looking in your past, I know it took you a while to make, you know, a bunch of your albums. What was the yeah. difference in making this one, like, time-wise? Was it Stench that took, like, four years? Yeah, Stench took us, like, four years. And that's partially because we just worked on it intermittently. Um, and that's also partially just because you know, we overwrote on everything. And ah. the difference now, I'd say, it was... Uh, just having a deadline from the get-go. Oh, okay. Going into it and being like, okay, we're going to work with like a, a pre-legit producer, you know, Jason Sukoff. Mm -hmm. And so we had to book the time for that April. It was like November or something. So I was like, okay, I pretty much have till April to write this crap. <laughs> and, and then, <laughs> and then um, you know, and then once that was all done, I, I labored like probably yeah, that entire time writing all the songs as and then recording demos and then they uh then we basically just like did it all over again with the real recording process you know with like the little some small differences and stuff it was basically like doing it once and then doing it all again okay so it was yeah basically did it twice <laughs> oh yeah there you go so did you have to do anything new when you were in the studio though or did you literally have everything pretty much all set when you went in um we had everything like but I had, the guitars were fake and the drums were fake and mm -hmm. we we pretty much retracked everything i was able to use all the, the keyboards that i already done because they're digital you know but yeah. uh we pretty much i did also some of the vocals at home because we used my own mic for tracking so that was pretty convenient oh that worked out um, really well okay yeah so that was rad so if there was something where i feel like shit i actually want to put a vocal here or something that's like cool i can just track it home and just fit right in yeah so with the band structure, the way that you have it, are you the primary songwriter? Do you literally do everything and then the band comes in, tracks with you, does live performances? Or is it more of a collaborative effort? Um, this time around, it was more like the former thing that you said. Yeah. Um, in the past, we've done varying degrees of, of collaborating on stuff. Um, this time, I wrote out all the bones of everything and then Eric you know, rework the drum parts to be more cool. <laughs> um, and, you know, there's, you know, little, little changes to everything. N not everything, but, you know, here and there. Sure. Sorry, there's people walking all around me and stuff. Dude, that would be a little distracting. <laughs> um, no worries, man. Uh, yeah, so. <laughs> Raptors here, listening in. Hey, man. Just doing a little eavesdrop. Yeah, we just got to. Uh, By the way, place. I mean. You you bring up the nicknames for Raptor and stuff. Do you still go by Scorpion? Do you still go by Scorpion Von Doom? I go by Scorpion. It was it was actually Nicholas Von Doom, and then I became Scorpion right. in a transformative process. Oh, um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, this time I just fucking went back to Nikki, which is you know a little easier. I still go by Scorpion if people want to call me Scorpion. I highly encourage it, but uh, you know it seemed a little more appropriate just to to go with the actual name at this point because gotcha. my cover was already blown because some asshole on wikipedia kept putting in my real name anyway so that's right like, why not <laughs> not gonna let them win right yeah, yeah you got to go with the flow instead i mean look it's got to be cool while you're walking around a warp tour when someone recognizes you to yell out scorpion compared to yeah. your real name you know you have that yeah, badass cred that goes along. yeah i love it yeah <laughs> totally very nice that is actually really cool to hear about the process that you did for Welcome to Bonkers. 
why the change though from heavy meta to this new album where maybe that one was a little bit more collaborative and this one was less was it because of time yeah um, uh, we had some lineup changes True. after that and we just wanted to take a new approach that wasn't the same meta we felt like had kind of too many cooks in the kitchen for a lot of it and it led to like a less consistent sound for the record okay um so this time around you know i pretty much was like i'm gonna just get to do this or not and i decided fuck it i'm gonna do it and and that's that you know i know you started with keys right that was your first instrument right i mean actually i had guitar lessons i had piano lessons when i was like seven oh, and wow. i quit okay and then like did guitar for a few years and then switched back to keyboards and you know i'm not like a great pianist or anything but uh i i can i can play some keys and i do most of my writing in sequencers at this point you know oh, okay so you do your writing in sequencers then you write lyrics on top of that or are you constantly writing lyrics and then you kind of make that you know to what you're working on most of the time i'll, I'll if i'm not particularly inspired lyrically i'll just work on a song and, and do the lyrics after it okay oftentimes if it's got a good working title that helps um and other times i'll just get a cool lyric idea in my head or something yeah and uh then end up writing a song around that oh okay well you mentioned having the working title is that something that you actually do first is you'll have a title of kind of the idea you want and then you'll work off of that one totally that's definitely something i do yeah is that something like for welcome to bonkers like dr malbec is that where that comes from? Yeah, the many faces of Dr. Hubert Melbeck, yeah. Uh, yeah, that was just a joke. Okay. I told right. some pe people on tour, I'm like, have you guys ever seen the many faces of Dr. Hubert Melbeck? And it was like, you know, it's not a real thing, but I was just trying to trick them into thinking because right. it sounded like it would be a classic movie or something. And then just bored being being a douche. And then uh, <laughs> I thought, hey, that's, that's a funny idea, you know, so then i wrote down that uh, name in my little scratch pad of like potential song title ideas you know ah there you go do you watch uh, rick and morty at all uh yeah i haven't caught up on the latest season because it's not on like hulu yet but i've right. seen everything else yeah i want to say either last season you know before the one that's not out the one you haven't seen i think right. there's an episode where rick specifically does that where he makes a reference and then morty and summer laugh along to and he's like yeah, you like that joke? You like it? Oh, yeah, I just made it up. Oh, yeah, I've definitely seen that one. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny shit, yeah. No, that's really great. Okay. No, that's awesome to hear. So I got a ton of questions about Welcome to Bonkers because this album really did blow me away. And there is a lot of differences between Heavy Meta and Welcome to Bonkers. Where were the changes that you knew you wanted to make? Like, I know this isn't a concept album, but other right. than that... You know, where were those like changes in, you know, your vocals changes in? I mean, you think of a track like Goblins, you think of a track like The Magic Spider and how different <laughs> those tracks are. And I'm sure you get this a lot because they are so different. But, right. you know, how did you decide to go in that direction? Um, that's a good question. I guess I kind of always wanted to. And it was just like, it's finally time. OK. All right. Yeah. I mean, you know, at this point. I always look at a goblin metal as like a loose constraint, you know? Mm -hmm. um, it's always fun to, to try out new ideas and see, throw shit at the wall and see if it sticks, basically, you know? Right. So, um, 
fortunately a lot of the the shit is really sticky on tour so. <laughs> actually I, I like that a lot yeah <laughs> were you worried at all and i i would assume not that you you don't really care as much you're kind of making the music for yourself but were you worried at all of how fans would react to this album because i wouldn't say listening through it i wouldn't say this is entirely about goblins you know you did say goblin metal yeah. is kind of loose you know were you worried right. about that at all uh not worried no i think you know our fans our fans have just kind of our whole vibe and attitude and energy more so than specifically goblins in like 90 percent right. of cases you get the 10 percent who are just like goblin heads but that's mainly in the uk <laughs> Yeah. Now, I I <laughs> so, didn't even yeah. know that. Do you call fans of yours goblin heads at all? Goblin heads? No, but we should. We huh? should. Yeah. I mean, look, yeah. I'm sure people have talked about merchandising and everything. I'm assuming people have brought up goblin masks before, but I haven't seen those. <laughs> yeah, it's we had like paper ones on one tour, but it's hard to. Yeah, we should do it realistically like get some chinese company that makes halloween masks we probably have to order like a billion you know right yeah to make it worth anything but yeah if you had yeah. if you had paper ones or ones that weren't put together well on warp tour they're just going to disintegrate anyways yeah it'll end up just being like something we give away you know and then it's just litter yeah <laughs> i mean everyone's a sweaty mess at warp tour anyway, yeah so that's very true now i did want to say you know we bring up merch i have to say <laughs> i'm laughing thinking about it because i love this so much I was so surprised when you guys, and maybe I shouldn't have been, just based on, you know, partially knowing your personality a little bit, but when you yeah. guys shared that review, and I don't even <laughs> think I have to say the title, I don't, I don't have to say the website, I don't have to say the author, when you say <laughs> that review, you know exactly what I'm talking about, and I remember when we did the review for Welcome to Bonkers on our weekly show, I specifically referenced that review because yeah. I never, yeah, I had never seen anything like it before. It was amazing, man. It was just like, we're just, I just, fuck, we were all just laughing so hard. This guy had so much animosity and hate for us all, like on a personal level, you know? It was like, right. And just like had all the wrong ideas about everything, you know? <laughs> it was just awesome. Literally everything. Um, so was that your, was that your initial response though? Or did you actually take it personally first? <laughs> no, I, <laughs> I, I, you know, maybe for like two seconds, and then sure. it was like, okay, this is ridiculous. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, everything else has been so positive, and there's this one guy who's like talking mad shit about whatever. Like, right. I know obviously these guys are going to get in our chance, and they shouldn't kind of crap or whatever, you know? Right. That's why I like, like the assumption that we had like all this crazy marketing and media behind us that we like don't, you know? No. <laughs> like, yeah. So it was like, all right, dude, Luke, whatever you say. Yeah. No, that was weird. And what I really especially enjoyed was that you have the new merch item now where it says on the back of the shirt, gimmick ridden and potentially harmful. Yeah, it was straight out of there. Yeah. Well, we posted that review on Facebook and so many of the someone said in the comments, you better make a shirt that says this. And it got like so many likes. It was like, fuck it, you know, fan service. Why not? Yeah. Now, do you have that on? Do you have that on Warp Tour? Yeah, we do have it on Warp Tour. It's been selling well. Very yeah. nice. Okay. Yeah, because you know that is one of the parts of Warp Tour, right? Is you go out, you meet fans, and you're able to not only spread your music, but also, you know, I would hope that merch sales would go well as well. Me too. Yeah, you just get a lot more uh, 
exposure, you know, with the amount of people. Yeah. And now going back for a second to that review, did you ever, and I'm sure you probably didn't have time, but did you ever reach out and see what the issue was? I mean, was it someone that just wrote that because they knew they would get some type of weird popularity out of it? <laughs> no, we never did our our back checking on that. We just didn't even bother. So Yeah, I'm sure he's just a dick anyways. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, he was over in the UK and I think there was a different perception of their us over there briefly because we were like in the Kerrang magazine show. Right. Our uh, EP power came out. You did a lot of European touring, right? Um, we did a fair amount, you know, and we're always open to going back. It's a lot of fun over there. Um, I think we've done two or three, maybe four trips over there so far. Oh, that's pretty good. I mean, you've been around for a while, but that's still... We've been around for a while, but we really only started touring like 2013, 2014. So, right. Yeah. That's not bad at all. So when you went over to Europe, sorry, I'm jumping around because I just love to do no this. No worries. When you're over in Europe, did you see any difference in the reception compared to here in the States? Yeah, totally. Um, and even country to country in Europe, mm -hmm. you know, like, it's funny. Um, in Germany, like, they I usually I have, like, weird, dry banter on stage, you know, and <laughs> I'll just say stupid crap, but, like, that just does not work in Germany. I'll say something, and they'll just, like, be straight up staring without yeah. even understanding and just waiting for me to, like, pump my fist or something. <laughs> And as soon as, as soon as, you know, I'll pump my fist then the whole crowd just starts pumping their fist. Right. It's like a really different sort of energy, you know? Very true. No, I lived in Germany. I told it. Comedy is yeah. not really their thing. It's more, you know, give right. them some Ramstein, give them something that is just right. going to make them jump around. Totally. Like they're just, they love to, to, you know, move in unison and such. <laughs> they do. <laughs> Don't want to go too far down that road. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think we've already, I already took it off the rails, so it's fine. No, I, I, <laughs> I get it. I get it. Well, that's, I mean, I would assume that's pretty interesting going back and forth, especially because you guys are a pretty unique band as well. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think, you know, sometimes people don't know what to make of it, and that's good. But I think most of the time, live, you know, people have fun, especially if they're into pool yeah. or even if they're not. So I think, you know, as soon as. The good thing about playing live is you can break through someone's barrier, you know, if they're like, I don't listen to that kind of music. But if you're seeing it live, you're like, well, I'm here and I'm enjoying this. So, Right. Yeah, that's yeah. very true. And I think one of the reasons why, especially why I really like what you do is because you're not boring. Like a lot of times you listen to metal music and you get relatively bored. You know, I mean, there's still plenty of great metal out there, but you're throwing in keys, you're throwing in synth. You're throwing in like interesting lyrics, like it's something different. Yeah, I think you know it's fun. You know, metal is. Yeah, it doesn't have to be as pigeonholed as it can sometimes be. You know, right? I think you know, looking back at like old music that maybe inspired metal before metal even, and uh, true classic rock and stuff, and AOR days, and everything was so experimental and high production and every you know it was like real art more i think and nowadays it's like oh you find your fucking template make some cookie cutters and bam there you go right um yeah so it's you know who needs it <laughs> <laughs> and i can tell that's not something that you like to do no i mean i'll make my own template you know sure for, for, <laughs> to save some time but right yeah 
<laughs> for sure. Trying to keep it like the music comes before any any notions of genre or scenes or all that shit. Right. Is that something that you write particularly? Like when you're writing down your notes and when you're going over, you know, your synth and you're working through all that kind of stuff. Is it something that you're like, hey, this is something that someone else wouldn't do? So I want to do it, or is it just personality based where you would already do that anyways? Yeah, it's it's the latter. It's, okay. it's definitely it's not about playing devil's advocate or being contrarian. It's just a lot easier and the more natural way that I tend to write. Okay. All right. Now did you grow up, you know, really liking a lot of comedians? Because you're a very in, not only interesting, but you're a very entertaining and comedic band as well, while also being serious. But did you kind of grow up with a comedic background? Um, I don't know. Not necessarily. I mean, I've always personally just been really sarcastic. And mm -hmm. my buddy Tim and I, we started the band together. and We were, you know, like uh, aim buddies talking online all the time. And we would just have our nerdy jokes and shit. When we made our thing, you know, we, we basically just made it funny because that's what we like to do. You know, right. it wasn't. Yeah, I, I've never been a comedian or anything. Um, so, you know, we just like goofy shit. It's yeah. just, that's the, that's, the, that's the world we want to live in, I suppose. Yeah. No, I mean, I think that's the better world to live in, that's for sure. So Yeah, with life being so shitty, you know, you got to make light of it. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, you know, you, you don't like to think about it that way all the time, but it is true. You know, shitty yeah. things happen all the fucking time. So why Serious. not try and laugh at it? Right, exactly. And I'm assuming now this is a, you know, it's an assumption, of course, but I'm assuming that you're not completely PC. Like that wouldn't be part of your personality, really. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not completely PC. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm not like a bigot or anything, no. but I, uh, I definitely think overly PC is fucking bullshit because it's just fear, you know? Right. Are you one of those people that can most of the time find something comedic in even a bad situation? <laughs> yeah, you could say that. Okay. So along the lines of like an Anthony Jeselnik, if you know who that is? I've heard of him, but I don't know him like of him really. Oh, okay. Who is he? He's one of those comedians that he'll take like the worst possible thing you can think of and just joke about it. Like he'll have one liners. Oh, for sure. It's just one of those things, yeah. It's You have to know he's joking. But a lot of times, as you know, it's 2018, and a lot of times you won't get away yeah. with certain things. you know. Right, definitely. And what I got to say, and the reason why I brought this up in the first place, it seems like I'm going all over the place, but I do have a reason for it. I, <laughs> I really love the John Goblicon right now. Oh, nice. We just shot bunch more of that yesterday Did on you really? tour so oh, yeah that's awesome i was so happy because that's what i was going to ask because it has been a while since the yeah last it's been, one. we kind of just did it as an experiment it was like expensive and it was like eh, but then it didn't seem to do much for us or whatever but now it's just like all over like people are like we want more right now it's like fuck i guess we're gonna make some more right now you know? oh that's awesome yeah because i was gonna mention it does look professionally done it did look like it you know actually would cost some money so right. I, I totally get it if it wasn't initially working but now you guys have done a really great job with marketing around warp tour having john do those like 
30 to 45 second clips about the next warp tour date that you're going to be on those yeah. are really really good yeah that's cool yeah alex our guitarist pretty much handles most of the kind of ideas and business stuff and yeah, oh, he's did, definitely okay. done done sick job on on this stuff yeah him doing the uh, warped. oh sorry go ahead no no i just said surrounding warped yeah oh yeah and him doing the guitar playthroughs where john happens to be there like that just works as well yeah yeah you know it's just it's you know we did our stuff without john gallican it's like why what are we doing you know <laughs> <laughs> well look you can't you can't take the love away from john you just yeah, can't do it <laughs> totally totally well that is really awesome to hear about right now so you did some at warp tour is there anything you can talk about? Is this something that's going to be coming out sooner rather than later? Well, we shot with like a bunch of the different bands on Warped. Okay. And like he did interviews with them and stuff and nice. various metal band guys and all that kind of stuff. Um, I think it's like enough footage for like eight or nine of at the length they are. Wow. That's awesome. So I think, you know, as soon as possible, we're just going to start releasing them on a fairly consistent schedule. Uh, I don't really know much more than that, but it should be relatively soon. It's just great to know that they're there because yeah, I will still sometime, like even before doing this talk, I watched the right now with Wednesday 13 because I had him on the show before as well. And I just, you know, every second of it is hilarious. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah, they're really good. Really good crew and editors. And they're sort of directed by the same guy who did the No One Survives video. Oh, very cool. All right. Yeah, yeah that would make total sense. Okay. Since we're on the topic of music videos, we should bring up Dressed as Goblins. You know, they're talking about nominating that for music video award kind of things. Like, that was a really, really well done video. And you had Brendan Small direct that, right? Right. That's very, very cool. I'm assuming you guys just had, you know, people reach out. That is it. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we wanted to work with them for years, you know. And, yeah. like, uh, we tried reaching out to them. And- you know, after in 2013 or 14 or something, and we're unable to get in touch with him. But I think his career has shifted more towards trying to make music videos and stuff like that. And uh, so our, you know, our our guys sent his guys yeah. something, and he was down. And we're like, yeah, you know, right? No, it's perfect. I mean, I'm a huge fan of home movies. Obviously, Metalocalypse. Right. Totally. Yeah. Great shows. Very very cool to see that, and just the. You know, the storyline of the video in general, and since I am a fan and have been for a while, I do have to ask, I don't I don't know if this is the right question to ask, but like in there is John. Is that storyline, is that actually canon or was that just for the music video itself? <laughs> well, he did meet up with Brandon Dermer, who directed No One Survives video, and, uh, just because he, he still has a lot of love for the John Goblicon character. Right. And so we... You know, I think it could be considered canon because they they both went over it together and made sure everything was cool <laughs> for the character and stuff like that. Good. Okay. And I'm assuming at some point you could take the character and tell lots more of the backstory or do future stories based on all of that together. Because we know the basics, right? He's from space. You know, he comes down. We know when you met. But that would be pretty interesting. Yeah. No, totally. I'm excited to see where it goes in the future. It'll definitely keep growing you know now heavy meta was a concept album but do you like making concept albums um that was the first one i've done and you know it was all right it was just a lot of work like to get 
all the tracks in order before you know before writing lyrics and then i had it all outlined and it's pretty meticulous and yeah it took me forever and <laughs> i after that i was like i'm not gonna do another concept album for like at least 15 years like because it's such a pain in the ass and <laughs> then you know with bonkers just being able to write about whatever i want and stuff and it, it all came out sounding pretty consistent anyways yeah yeah it did. it's like all right it doesn't it's not like it doesn't sound like too grab bag or whatever it's like so people still are like, is that a concept album? Like, <laughs> yeah. No, but you know, so I, you know, as long as you write everything in the same sort of few months, it all kind of comes from one part of your life, you know? Sure. Yeah. I mean, it sounds very theatrical, almost operatic at times. So I could totally see, I mean, I could see you doing goblins as the final track of a big play. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. I'm excited. I think you know we'll get there with that song. I think you know we'll see what happens. Is there any chance when you're done with Warp Tour, if you did, you know, your own headlining tour, would you play Welcome to Bonkers, you know, front to back? There's definitely a chance. We've definitely discussed it, and we're we're super more open to doing it with Bonkers than any of our our other albums. So right, even with Heavy Meta being a concept album, you're not sure you feel that one as much. Yeah. Pretty much. Okay. Oh, well, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you did have lineup changes. You know, you have some of the core there, but I can understand that. Maybe you don't feel yeah. that one as Even much. It doesn't, like, who you are at right now, you know? Yeah. No, that makes, yeah. yeah, that makes complete sense. Because you have that feeling, though, are you already working on new material? Not yet. Right now, we're still just working on the push of uh, this this one. Yeah. Um, yeah, I... I I have a couple ideas that I started like a little too late to make it onto bonkers that were sort of in the same world. Mm -hmm. Um, and, but right now, honestly, I'm just happy to not be working on necro material for a minute, you know? Right. You can enjoy yourself, you know, doing a tour you've never done before. Yeah, exactly. No, that makes sense. You, you're doing the new episodes of right now. All that kind of stuff is great. So I was going to ask you about mystery box itself, because that is, your production and label company, correct? Right. That's that's Alex, uh, our guitarist. He has a venue, and and um, we, you know, Mystery Box originally it was like an imprint that we had on. I don't even remember what they were called. The label that Meta was distributed on. Oh, sure. And um, but now it's you know our deal with them ended, and we now it's just back to full indie again for us. Um, ah, okay. But yeah, and Mystery Box is just you know. Yeah, what it's called. I was confused about that. Okay, so now you are an independent band, but you had put out Welcome to Bonkers on Mystery Box? Well, yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's our own imprint, basically. Okay, all right. But it's not, it's not under anything else right now, so it's just its own kind of thing. Um, but during Heavy Meta, it, it was actually an imprint that on whatever the fucking label is called that did distribution for us that time around. Um, we we were trying out, you know, how beats us sell it in mom and pop shops and all that crap around the country. So, But yeah, now we're back to just the internet because it was, you know, <laughs> I don't know. Did it work well enough? Like, is it going to be something that when you're working on the next album that you will shop around to different labels first? Like, probably not. It just all depends. Like, if, if, 
we were able to like get like a huge advance from a label or something that would totally turn the tables you know but we've we've already gotten far enough on our own without doing that that yeah. giving away like the rights to our music and stuff for basically what we're already doing doesn't seem worth it you know right Right. Okay. Yeah, that's always the question I have for bands because I do talk to not only bands on very large labels, but then also independent bands. And it is a mix of who actually wants to find a label and who actually really enjoys doing it all themselves. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we've come this far, you know, right. so it's like, <laughs> I yeah. Mean, yeah, if you if you think about it this way, too. You're on the final warp tour, the warp tour that pretty much every band who's a, you know, metal, pop punk, post hardcore, metalcore, whatever scene you want to call it, every band wanted to be on this tour. And you guys <laughs> totally. Yeah, you guys were able to do it, you know, by yourself and get on the whole run, not even all the random dates where like one band plays for, you know, two or three dates and then they're gone. You're on the entire one. Yeah, it's a full shebang. Yeah, so you guys can do pretty much anything you want to do. At this, yeah, you know, <laughs> we still need to get an offer, obviously. But um, true, true, true. I think you know this will help us, obviously, with you know potentially even more future opportunities and stuff like that. So right. Well, yeah. are there any spots specifically on the tour that you're looking forward to? Um. Yeah, <clears throat> Ventura yesterday was really cool. That was sort of our kind of the most hometownish vibe nice. um always looking forward to you know boston area okay of course a lot of homies out there oh, um, good. okay chicago is always nice. a blast yeah um in georgia when we played it in georgia it's always sick oh okay new york texas oh pretty much everywhere is gonna be cool yeah you know? <laughs> right <laughs> yeah i guess yeah. it is i mean you've got your you know your three meals a day catered and you get to wake up and go play yeah. shows. So, yeah. The rest is just sleep as much as possible. Try not to black out, you know? There you go. Sounds like my regular life. Right? Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh. I'm going to go back a little bit because I'm always interested in this. When I know you started, you, you, know, you mentioned you played keys, you played guitar. When did you start doing vocals? Um. I had fucked around with vocals a couple times on, on little little personal projects mm -hmm. before Necro, but growling and stuff, really Goblin Island and like singing. I mean, that was basically when that was basically the beginning. You know? oh, OK. All right. Yeah. So I guess you could say 06. Wow. Ish. OK. Yeah. So you've been doing it for a while. What about vocal lessons? Did you teach yourself everything? Because you're doing multiple different styles. Yeah, it's all self-taught. It just kind of evolved wow. over time. You know what I mean? I'm assuming a lot of Swedish metal influences. Yeah, definitely was into the uh, In Flames and Children of Bodom. Who's I was really into Bodom, like when we first started. I think mm -hmm. that's where like the core of my original growling uh, came from, yeah. wanting to sound like Alexi or something. You know? Sure. And then you've got kind of the grandiose type clean vocals that you're doing a lot as well which you know you hear in flames do you hear other people do so no i can definitely hear that for sure trying yeah you know, keep it keep it more more classic metal on that side you know yeah all right i can see that too i don't really i'm not a huge fan of what whatever you want to call it like scene vocals you know the, the like 
Most hardcore. (laughs) That kind of shit. Like, fuck that. (laughs) Yeah, please. How do we still have clean vocals and not make it like that, you know? (laughs) Yeah, no, while you're on Warp Tour, can you please tell me all the bands that you dislike their clean vocals? (laughs) <laughs> i will by the end it'll probably be like you know a big list no i'm just kidding <laughs> yeah. very nice very nice no that's that's awesome to hear no i mean much respect obviously for being self-taught and being able to do that for so long was it that kind of learning process where you were blowing out your voice for a long time until you figured out how it worked for you yeah the first i mean yeah it's hard to explain like i never really like damaged my vocal cords ever which can happen to some dudes right um but definitely like the touring lifestyle is like a whole different animal you know right um because it's 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 more just about trying to like preserve your health than anything um in in like hectic environments that encourage partying you know (laughs) right right um you know it'll go away sometimes but i've been able to like get a lot more solid on it the past few tours with the exception of like getting bronchitis in winter you know right 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 yeah um, i mean this will be your biggest test probably it's definitely yeah it's it's all you know a big part of it is making sure your your monitors on stage are good because if i can't hear myself enough like in little clubs and stuff then i'll blow out my voice right away you know because i just sing too hard because i can't hear it right it's your natural reaction um so we've been messing around with in-ear monitors and stuff, and I still haven't quite gotten mine to work just right. Um, but fortunately, on Warp, there's really good stage monitors too. So. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah. Very nice. Very nice. And you brought up partying, which I think is a great lead-in to a question that I didn't know if I was going to get to or not. But I did want to ask about on Heavy Meta, you had Andrew WK feature. <laughs> right. Yeah. How did that happen? Um. Well, at first I wrote the part like, let's get a party going, get a goblin party going. Right. I was like, because, well, I thought, oh, this part just sounds like an Andrew W.K. song. Let's just use the vocal. And it was like, man, I don't want to get sued or something. So let's just hit him <laughs> up and see if he's down to be on it. You know? Yeah, yeah. And he was. He was stoked. We gave him like 500 bucks or something. He was like, yeah, man, hell yeah, party. There you go. Actually, that was a really good impression. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's nice, a nice guy. Yeah, I actually just saw him live again like a month ago or so. Yeah, he's just a nice guy totally yeah he actually weird story i actually remember meeting him on one of the first like in 2000 like right after that album came out he was oh i get wet yeah yep right when that album came out and he was talking to like every single person and i saw some guy some you know we were i was in middle school or whatever and there was a teenager there and he asked him he was like oh i can't listen to your music because i have no way to listen to it and Andrew WK is like, hold on one second. He goes into the tour bus, brings out one of those like $300 Sony Walkmans at the time and just brand new in the package, just hands it over to the kid. Wow, that's super dope. Yeah, he's just a nice guy. All right, anyways. Wow, what a side story that was. Yeah. So <laughs> I think I asked a lot of the music questions that I wanted to, I guess, before we end everything off the way that I normally like to, I wanted to ask you about that final track on Welcome to Bonkers, Goblins. To me, and maybe I'm looking too much into it, but in that track, it almost seems like that's a very like cathartic song. 
Like you're, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's almost like you're stating in that song, like I still believe in what I'm doing. This is what, yeah. I, you know what I mean? Am, am I well, on the right track? You're not far off there. I would say, I think whatever you're imagining is probably right. Okay. All right. <laughs> I really enjoyed that. Like that, that one hit me probably the most on the album. And maybe it is because of that. Just, a, just the idea of it really worked. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I'm glad it turned out so good. It's uh yeah, it's it's really absurd, you know, but it's that's kind of the funny part. If you take something ridiculous and just make it serious, <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, I mean, on that note too, and I don't want you to give away too many Easter eggs, obviously, but right. for the Magic Spider, at the end of that track, I mean, there's island music playing, and it sounds like either the Magic Spider or someone is killing a bunch of people. <laughs> yeah, it's just there, well, I, I decided for that part to take us back to the beaches of Goblin Island. You know? Ah, okay. And that's where that takes place. And there's like goblins killing me and my wife. And, you know, oh, okay. It's you and your it. wife. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very nice. All right. Well, I think that does it for some music questions. I don't want to take up too much of your time because I know you're actually on a break, you know. Yeah, I got my buddy waiting on me to take an Uber out of here. Ah, gotcha. All right. I'll make this very quick. Is there anything non-music related that, you know, you pass your time with? Are you a movies guy? Are you a book or TV guy? Anything that you really enjoy besides music? Yeah, lately for the past year and a half or so, I've been, like, playing a lot with this Japanese toy called a kentama. It's like three cups and a ball and a spike. And you toss it around and try and catch the ball and the cups. <laughs> you mean catch <laughs> and that? That's been great on tour, honestly. It's just like not a screen past yeah. the time, you know? For a second there, I thought you meant that full body pillow. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I got like a couple boyfriend pillows. Yeah, that really helps. All right. Wow, that is the most interesting answer I have ever heard on this show. Well done. Well done. All right. I am impressed. I'm impressed. <laughs> All right, Nikki. I am so glad that we were able to do this and i can't wait to see you in mansfield mass i'm going to be looking forward to that until then though i'm going to have links in the description of the episode so everyone can pick up welcome to bonkers so that people know where to find you on warp tour so that they can support you guys but until then what is the best way for people right now to support you um well my paypal is nkalon at gmail.com there we go okay and so feel free to send me money whenever you want. <laughs> That's also <laughs> the best plug that I've ever had on the show. <laughs> yeah. Hey, it might work. It might work. Yeah, no, it's very true. <laughs> well, thank you so much, man. I really enjoyed this. I hope you did as well. And hopefully I'll catch up with you in Mansfield. Yes, sir. Come say hi. I mean, we'll definitely have a meet and greet thingy either before or after the show. And uh, that we, you know, be like, yo, it's Ian. <laughs> sounds yeah. great yo that's awesome all right man well thank you so much and good luck on the rest of the tour all right you're welcome and thank you for the good interview and i'll see you around absolutely
and I am back. The track you just heard was The Magic Spider off Welcome to Bonkers. I'm so glad I got a chance to speak to Nikki while he's on his first and really the last Warp Tour. I had so much fun in that conversation. Obviously, I hope you did as well. Make sure to pick up Necrogoblicon's new album, Welcome to Bonkers. It's definitely one of my favorites. And make sure to support the guys on the entire final Warp Tour. Follow the links in the description of the episode to get everything Necrogoblicon. Merch, tour dates, Welcome to Bonkers. And if you like what you heard, you can follow the other links in the description of the episode to support me, Ian Hates. A big thank you goes to Nikki for taking the time out to speak with me and to George for helping facilitate all of this. Much appreciated. And thank you to everyone out there listening. Your support means so much to me. Thank you once again. There's no better way to end this episode than with a closing track of Welcome to Bonkers, Goblins. And I will leave you, the way I always do, long days and pleasant nights. Thanks, everyone. Goblins there for me
tells me 